Hey guys and welcome to the next episode of the Shane Walsh Fitness Podcast. So today is episode 187 and I cannot wait for you guys to listen to this episode. Genuinely excited. Just finished recording on some on a bit of a, like a, an epiphany high after talking to Richie. So today's guest is Richie Norton. So Richie has gone from being a rugby player whose career was cut, kind of cut short from, from injury. Then he went kind of down the kind of the chef route, and now he is a master trainer, uh, performance, and now author. He has an incredible page, Richie Norton underscore on Instagram. He does yoga, meditations, mindfulness, like it's incredible. And you can work with Richie one on one. His book, Lift Your Vibe, has is 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 out now as well. And in preparation for this, Richie and I were kind of chatting around about the book and the main content and some of the things that we kind of talk about checking in with ourselves during the day kind of the main four pillars that he talks about in the book and how he sets those and how to reassess and small little guidelines and how that doesn't have to be all or nothing and how to kind of do it subtly and kind of checking in with yourself every, every so often and how small little hacks for those four pillars why vulnerability is really important and this is kind of brings in an insight to myself and richie kind of open around this we talk about why we have to create the person that you want to become and not just expect it to happen and not that it has to be hustle 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 but it has to be kind of bringing more in line what you actually want to do richie's really open on this episode of the podcast about his own journey and his own adventures and this episode is one of those that we really want someone to latch on to something that's some sentence in it that is really going to help someone and i do think that it's it's kind of if you're in the headspace for wanting to kind of make a directive change for the in line with what you actually want to do it's the one for you um and i do think the, the like richie is incredibly amazing at how he portrays things and verbalizes things so i would highly encourage for recipes for meditations for yoga um i would highly recommend going over to kind of get the book lift your vibe it's on amazon and you can get it on richie's page as well so please do go ahead over and i hope you guys enjoy the episode richie norton Richie, how are we, sir? I'm very well, mate. I'm very well. I gave you a very brief intro before we came on air, and um, so everyone knows where to get the the book, the Lift Your Vibe book, and stuff. I'm super excited. And for anyone that isn't aware of your story, I know you've gone from rugby player to where you are now. So I'm going to kind of get you to talk about how you've made that transition because rugby players have this a stigma and a stature and a thing about them to go from where you are now kind of about meditation owning your life owning vibe and, and yoga and stuff so how did the kind of transition happen well i think first of all it's important to mention that it's going to be different for everybody the transition yeah. let's yeah. call it um i think to just allow my story to maybe relate is a lot of people look at their past or their history and where they've been as you know something that might you know have a hold over them or be a negative chapter or something that they regret or they they made bad decisions whereas where i am now and how i have made peace with that journey from where i was to where i am now it's it's now become part of my story that i love to share because i feel that we all have we're just talking about this now that we all have this story to tell and if you've made it through a, a challenging time and, you know, you've made it out the other side, you know, be grateful, appreciate that. It's part of your story. It's part of who you are. You now have value to add to other people's lives and tell this story. So what we're just talking about then and just to carry on, I was titled a rugby player. I, I, my profession was rugby and 
uh, I thought my dream was rugby and I put myself on this pedestal and I'd, I'd sort of told everybody I was going to be this professional rugby player and eventually be on Sky TV doing, you know, you know sports pundit and things like that. And uh, that dream ended super early, um, not anywhere near the, um, the long term in the professional career that I'd hoped. I think it was, I think I'd hung my boots up officially by the time I was 26. Oh, wow, that's your... But the, the writing was on the, on the wall with injuries and I was, it, really helped, it really held me back from about 20, 20 or 21. Um, and just to fast forward, you know, this transition to the yoga teacher that I am now and the breathwork teacher and the coach that I am and the, the person I see myself as didn't exist in my head back then. It, it, the transition was a roller coaster. And as much as it was really dark times, you know, not trying, not really knowing where to go and trying to figure it out and just hitting a lot of dead ends and getting not a lot of knocks and losing your identity along the way. I see now all of that experimentation and just kind of like that search or that curiosity to kind of try to figure it out allowed me to get the credentials I have now to actually have been through it rather than just read a book or was told that was going to make me successful or make me money. It was more about like I had to dig deep into the things that I felt were right for me. Yeah, and I, and outside I, of you know. Yeah, and I can relate with that with that story because I, I like I had a, a so-called real job for many a year and played football. Not definitely not to the level that you played the rugby at, but it was a massive identity shift going from that to getting ill, having that low time to be able to get to the high time to be able to identify what you actually want to do. And unfortunately, it was that low time that took me to the place where it is now. And I think a lot of people do need to kind of try to appreciate the good times while they have them. I think that's what a lot of people are struggling with right now is that with the bad times, they've kind of got caught in that loop and they're trying to, they need to try and get themselves back out somehow. And hopefully some sentence or something you say today will try to just latch out. Someone can latch on to that. And it's funny that it's one sentence in one podcast or a book and someone can just change their life. Mm. Um, you mentioned that you talk about kind of the, the pausing, and the breath work and stuff. And one of the big things you talk kind of talk about is the importance of having a check-in with yourself during mm-hmm. the day. How, how do you bring that into your own routine? Because I know things are about to kick off, like the book, this book's coming out. You've got a mm-hmm. second book out as well. How do you bring that into your own self when with on a mental day? So I'm definitely not bulletproof to having bad days yeah, yeah, yeah. as well. I think that's important to mention. It, it's, Everyone's going to have a day when they've they've run out of their their energy or they've been pushed a little bit, you know, too far. They haven't really been taking care of themselves or somebody around them in their space has drained their energy or you're just in that low vibration or a head funk, as I call it, where you're not really firing, you know, as your best self. And I use those moments as reminders that I've, probably neglected part of my routine that allows me to keep this energy up and be that vibe and be that positive person I want to be. But there are days when, you know, things catch you off guard that you can't always prepare for. You can't see coming, but there is a lot that we neglect. I feel if we apply it in small little bite-sized chunks and find our own little routine or these daily rituals that I talk about, you get more space and you create more awareness about 
yourself and the signs that are often there and the triggers that are often there to help you take a moment and take that pause, go outside, switch off, disconnect, write something down, close your eyes, take a breath, whatever it is, it's often the case that we just ignore the signs that we eventually get to the point where it becomes anxiety, it becomes yeah. something heavier and more of an emotional overwhelm that we, we can't always settle down straight away because it's built up and built up. So, you know, checking in is, is, is kind of why, uh, so should I say, is the reason I'm able to not let things get a hold of me when they often do. I have a moment to pause, I take a breath, I realize actually, okay, these are the signs, I'm feeling this emotion, or my heart rate is up, or I'm feeling a little bit uh, emotional, or there's that, that sense of anxiety, my breathing has got short and shallow, I'm, I'm, I'm moody, or I'm angry, and like, okay, all of these things are trying to feed back to me some information. I need to stop for a moment and understand what's going on. What are the sources of these problems? What are the sources of these triggers and emotions? So this check-in on all these tools that I have in the book, for example, are there for everybody to practice. It involves breathing. We all do that all day anyway. Why not make it something that you can utilize to be better in yourself? Getting outside, moving, connecting with your body, releasing tension, you know, stopping to slow down and go for a walk, maybe. Just look up, leave your phone alone, get off your get off your laptop, treat yourself to an early night. All of these little things that we neglect because we just we're driven now. We're, we're so not driven, that's the wrong way to explain it, but we we are the bar has been set higher. The expectations of ourselves and the expectations of others. And what we're here to supposedly achieve while we're here can put this. I feel it too. I'm driven. I'm ambitious. Yeah. But I know I'm also not a robot. and I'm a human being that needs time to just settle and find some peace and have that pause to be at the best level I can be. Yeah. So when I look at that in the, on a broad spectrum and when I'm coaching someone and they, they tell me they're dealing with anxiety or stress or the, the depression and they give it these titles or they're feeling these things, they're burnt out. One of the key things I often address is looking at their lifestyle, their daily routine, their daily rituals. And the first thing that often makes the biggest difference is this check-in. Yeah. To slow down, to pause, maybe close your eyes, Write down what's on your mind. Take a deeper breath. Slow it down. How are you feeling? What's going on? What are you seeing? And then you kind of like, you find some space in your head. Things free up for a moment. Your heart rate slows down. You make better decisions. Your vision opens up. Your nervous system calms. And that can be the game changer for other things then as a catalyst to start to improve because you have that self-awareness. And that for me is why this, this check-in and why this moment to pause is so powerful because it could be that, that link in your day that allows you to steer your day into more of a positive direction. And, and I love that because I think if you look at 
some of the people that like a lot of people mow themselves on like successful business people or whatever it may be they all have some sort of morning routine or they have some some sort of sort of check in with themselves and as you said there's different options it doesn't necessarily have to be journaling or meditation or yoga whatever it be it could be simple as pausing to take a couple of big deep breaths in and it doesn't have to be 20 minutes of it it could be just two or three big deep breaths in and it's funny like you just feel your chest open up and just relax completely and why is why is breathing so underrated do you think <laughs> well i was one of these people for a start you know this wasn't something i've, I've had figured out you yeah, know, yeah. forever i, I feel it, you know we, we we need to find this information we need to be searching for these these tools it's not you know taught in school no. well in some schools they actually are teaching breath work and meditation and yoga now which i think is incredible but definitely when i was a kid this wasn't part of the curriculum so I think it's a case of like lack of understanding, lack of knowledge, but also some people are just so stuck in that routine, that rabbit wheel, rabbit wheel, hamster wheel, you know, and, and where, where they're, they're just doing whatever they do all day, every day with no curiosity to try and look to improve or make changes. And it's not always a fault to their own. It could be their upbringing, could be their surroundings, could be their network. Um, they might just not want to. You have to have that curiosity to want to improve. That's it, yeah. You know, I, I think if you haven't got that drive to be better, whether that's you know physical health, mental health, emotional health, then you know what's your real purpose? What are you trying to achieve while you're here if you haven't got a drive to be better or have better health or achieve more for yourself? or even be better for others if you're here to serve someone else. What a great purpose that is. What a great mission that is. And that doesn't matter what job you have, your health, uh, sorry, your, your age or your abilities. It's more just that, you know, that sense of purpose and those values, you know, positioned in the right priority. So going back to the point, you know, it's, it's something that's available to everybody. Breath work is something we, well, breathing we do all day, right? But just like me, it was, it's an automatic thing. You know, I play rugby, I can breathe pretty well. I can recover kind of okay. It's not until you really pay attention to your breath and you start to play with it, you know, doing breath holds and faster breaths and you understand the biomechanics of what's actually happening with your carbon dioxide and your oxygen. Most people run on the absolute lowest level of oxygen consumption because they're not breathing properly to utilize the oxygen in their muscles and their brain. And everybody has access to that, whether you're an athlete or not. So one of the biggest game changes for me when I was recovering and healing and managing all this stress and anxiety and, and getting a grip again and rehabilitating myself was learning about what my body does so I can make it, work better and heal faster and recover quicker and tackle stress in a much more calm, uh, <laughs> peaceful way. And when you think about like how many people are suffering with breathing issues or various different mental health uh, challenges, breath work now is, is something that is available to everybody. And I think if there's one thing now to get from this, if you're listening to this podcast, it's explore it, understand it, 
learn what your capabilities actually are because it will be Pandora's box for lots of other exciting new chapters. And if you look at that with curiosity, I feel it's even more powerful rather than just someone telling you, you have to do it. You empower yourself by going on that mission, embracing the search, going on that journey to learn about your breathing, because it could be the game changer that transforms your, <clears throat> your whole life. So, Answer you, answering your question, just to refine that, it's not taught enough, it's not shared enough, but it, it is. It's coming through, it's having bigger impacts, but it's just because we didn't know everything, I believe, and we're learning more and we're sharing more and we're discovering more. And I think, you know, we all play a role in, you know, that journey. I think what you said there in relation to that, you don't always get it right either. There's days where no. kind of things go left, things go right, things mm -hmm. go up or down. And, and that's important that it is the human element of it is that if you're expecting it to be right every time, it's kind of setting yourself up for a fall in a roundabout mm -hmm. way. You have to be able to kind of like adapt to certain things and have the basis of what you actually want to achieve and have that go for what you want to achieve in the, the right direction. Because mm -hmm. I know one of the big buzzwords that kind of... Um, annoys me is the word motivation it's kind of like motivation is will start the car but you've got to drive it somewhere and it's about pointing the car in the right direction what you want to go and that could be in any element that you want to go down because it's important for you to offer the world your best because otherwise you're being selfish um the big thing in the book is about the four pillars about the breathing movement nutrition and sleep why are these so important? Because these these ultimately are the ones that we that people and I know I I'm talking from experience that they I throw them out the window if things kind of go a little bit wrong. So I'm not talking from a high terror or anything like that. Why do you think these are so important? Why do you think that they kind of can be derailed so so quickly uh, for a lot of people? So the the book was born out of me wanting to refine as much as I possibly can, all of the tools and practices and teachings that I've picked up on and I share with clients and I teach at workshops, what are the key things that often have the biggest impact? And that's the book was born from wanting to provide these super easy tools and hacks to everybody to make them super easy to apply and time efficient and everything else and something we can all um, take on board and I guess work on in our own ways, depending on how, you know, how, let's say, what your current state of health and fitness is or your age doesn't really matter. So breath work, we just talked about that. We all breathe all day. Why not make it work for you? Movement, if we don't move, we are slowly breaking down and, you know, you're not going to last too long if you're not you know, becoming stronger in some way or more open, more flexible, more mobile. You're, you need to move to get the best out of your body. Breath work supports movement. Movement supports breath work. The two come hand in hand. And then nutrition, you know, if, <laughs> if we don't eat food to fuel our body and nourish our body and to heal our body and repair our body and you put junk inside your body or just very little nutrient density again you're not going to be able to move very well you're not going to last very long you're going to get sick you're going to feel run down you're not supporting your journey and then sleep and this is not really order of priority some would say sleep is more important than all of it <laughs> but you know sleep is you know has been again in the last few years 
taking even more of like this exciting role because we've now been able to test it and research like how important sleep actually is. And just one night's sleep that is deep, restful, restorative sleep completely transforms your day. But if you're not breathing properly and not moving properly and not eating properly, your sleep's going to be affected. If your sleep is no good, your, your, your eating habits are going to be affected. The way you move is going to be affected. Your breathing is going to be affected. So all of these four pillars, no matter what order you put them in, complement each other. If one of those links is taken away and neglected and, set, and sort of sacrificed, then the other components are also going to feel those effects. So look at it as working on all these four pillows, pillars, one at a time, you know, one of each what can you do today within your capability to support one of those pillars and to, you know, take a step in the right direction. So the, the thing that often holds people back and you'll have this as well is, you know, your clients will be, you know, coming at you. I can't, I haven't got time. I'm too busy. Uh, I'm just so stressed or I just don't have, I don't understand how I can help myself. It's all very overwhelming. I want to fix this, 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 and this. Or I've tried it before and this didn't work, so I gave up. It didn't work for me. You know, whatever that excuse is. But you won't survive without sleep, nutrition, movement, and breath. Like, whatever you're doing, it's not going to last much longer if you don't address these four things in some way. I love that. I love the whole feedback thing. We have to. We have to address it. One without the other, it's still going to hold you back. If you're busy working, 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 you're ambitious and you've got kids and all these things that you're, you know, you're giving your priority to, how good are you going to be as a parent in the long term if your health is shot because you've not paid this attention? If you're a giver and you're out to sort of, you know, provide, you know, help and support and you're, you know, you're that person that wants to help others, great. But if you're not taking care of yourself by addressing these four things, at least, you know, you're not going to be at your best. Same with business. I like meet a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of like high flyers. They've got all the money. They've got all the power. They're, you know, they're really high achievers, but they're all suffering with their health because they're sacrificing their health to go on this mission to be at their best. But they're all going to be sick and not able to enjoy all this wealth if they don't address these things it's understanding the why what gets someone to pay more attention yeah so this book is like right well let me give you a one minute practice a five minute practice on each of these things that you can do right now no excuses and then tell me how you get on tomorrow i love that no one has ever come back to me saying that did not help I love that. No, because I think my my clients will be just nodding, saying, Shane has said this to me so many times. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it's like an outside Good. voice needs to be said. It's like when your parents give you advice and you don't really hear it and you hear it from someone else. Uh, the recipe books, the recipe is in it as well. Um, you trained as a chef and you've got yeah. loads of different recipes in it as well. Uh, do you kind of use the, the recipes that you have in the book yourself on a daily basis or where do the ideas come from? For yeah, all the, all the recipes in the book. There's probably actually more recipes in the book than anything else. I've kept it quite hush hush because it can be a bit of a curveball for people that have followed me for training. Yeah. But training and being lean and what most people ask me about usually is the food. So the food in there is, is pretty much my staple. If you were to like over a month, 
make all of the recipes in that book. I mean, that's that's a very luxurious month if you have the ability to cook all that food in the book in one month. But really healthy food, super like nourishing, like packed full of nutrients. It's it's plant-based, so you can have it just as it is to get all the nutrients that you need. But if you want to add some animal protein, that's completely down to you. But these are the recipes that have been passed down through generations of my grandma, my dad, my mom, lots of my teachers while I've been traveling, picked up like some really cool recipes from while I was, you know, on my travels playing rugby. And for someone who loves food and likes big portions and likes color and flavor and gets bored if it's not like full of amazing flavors, um, it had to be, you know, recipes. There had to be recipes in there that, you know, were from my own cookbook, from my own recipe list. So what you'll be able to do with it in there as well is actually make them – sorry, let me go back a bit. Even if you're time poor and that's your excuse not to make good food or you don't know how to cook, often those excuses, don't know how to cook, haven't got time. Yeah. Okay, well, now you haven't got that excuse because in those – in the recipes, there's – a five minute quick fix. There's a 15 minute meal that packs in all the things you need. No one has, if you haven't got 15 minutes to spend cooking, then something is very wrong, you know? So, you know, there's food to help energize you. There's, there's pre-workout, post-workout snacks, there's evening meals, there's food that will help you, you know, deal with, you know, supporting your gut. All of the things that I feel like support healthy sleep, and better movement and being lean or being healthier in your body. Food is a huge part of that puzzle. So that that had to play just as big a role as everything else. I love the fact that you brought it in from like what you've learned as a kid into what you're teaching someone else now. I I love that. I love that part. I think one of the big things when I was watching the kind of doing the research before the interview was in relation to you speak about kind of vulnerability and why it's really important for everyone to have that vulnerability. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of people, I know myself, I've struggled with massive mental health issues. Um, and the hardest part is actually being with the, with being with oneself and how important it is for the importance of being open to actually exploring internal dialogue and not letting it kind of like explode in front of you. What's kind of like, what kind of applications have you used for yourself and what kind of like, lesson that you learned even from moving from kind of the chef to the rugby player to where you're at now because you've you're obviously hugely driven because it's three deaf different things and how do you kind of be still with that time as well like right so it comes down again to being curious to what i can improve about where I'm at in my life or my health, or my well-being, my direction, my mission, my business, my career, my relationships. Because I had this childhood of real roller coaster ups and downs with security and um, identity and being like angry and frustrated and feeling very lost, you know, I think looking back at that now has created the person I am now to want to find 
tools and resources and learn from people and to continue learning on how I can make improvements. It doesn't need to be anything drastic. It's just that curiosity to continue to want to, to want to learn, to want to inhale as much information as I possibly can, because it took a few people to, I guess, grab my attention, but I had to have my eyes open and want to hear it before I could actually practice it. So having that, that uh, humble approach to, you know, always know there's someone going to be, there's going to be someone more educated than you, someone better than you at something, or there's always someone that's had got a little bit more experience that might be, you know, even wiser to be able to help you through this situation or to better your position. And an element of the vulnerability of being able to actually talk about my emotions and express the way I was feeling to let, let it out. So I felt it was less toxic and poisoned inside of me and emotionally tormenting came from not reaching out and just sitting in misery or sitting in that low vibration, not reaching out, not thinking I could be helped, thinking that feeling would never end. And it was just, I was imprisoned in my own head and my own body because I wasn't looking for help. I didn't know how to ask for help. So that's, you know, when I became vulnerable in like, okay, I need to just kind of like share this with someone because I feel like I'm going to explode or, you know, just get into the edge of it all. And it was a couple of people that I didn't really see before that reached out to me and said, hey, I can tell something's not right. What's going on? You know, we thought about looking at it this way. It's okay, this time will pass. Simple things like that, but those check-ins and reaching out to somebody that was obviously distressed and wasn't, you know, behaving out of sorts, that showed me vulnerability is actually not something you should be, you know, um, held back by or concerned about because there's so many great people out there wanting to help. And then knowing that I could get that help and knowing that that person or that information could be so transformational was empowering for me to know that I have the potential to be that person for someone else. What a great reason to live. What a great reason to learn even more so I can be even more valuable to someone and maybe help someone like me. So I, I like to think that everybody has this ability. Yeah. You don't have to be a coach. You don't have to be a therapist or a counselor. It's like you just have to kind of be a curious, kind human being that is looking to better their own lives and in the process maybe help someone else I love without that. looking for anything in return. What a, what a lovely way to carry yourself, I thought. It's what a it's great a, way to steer this life's journey. It's a beautiful sentiment. And I think what you said there at the very beginning really hit home for me was being open to hear what other people are trying to say. And then it's up to you to latch onto it. Because I know for myself, it's kind of like some people will want to help, want to help and say their own things. But it's up to you to latch onto something. It's like going for it's like going on fishing and latching onto something, someone taking the bait and then reeling it back in. And that that's what my experience was. And it was one sentence as I stopped caring what other people think. And that was my sentence that kind of like, right, I actually need to go and talk to something. I'm going to talk to someone. And that was, that was it. 
Um, I love the one of the things that you talk, spoke about on the IGTV was why you have to create the person that you want to become and not just expect it to happen with no work. Because I think when people hear work, they hear hustle. They think go, 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 go. When actually it doesn't need to be all or nothing. Can you kind of talk about it a little bit more? Yeah, that's, that's a good point, actually. It's a lot of the time people don't reach their their dreams or achieve their goals, however big or small, because they hit a roadblock or there's an obstacle or they actually find it is actually quite hard. And they see that as a huge setback or really deflating, really demoralizing. And they doubt themselves. They doubt their abilities and they give up. Whereas a lot of time you might not have realized how close you were to get into where you want to be. And I've been like this as well. I've, I've, I've been defeated by many things and really got annoyed with myself and, you know, changed direction or tried to work around that obstacle and, you know, been hit with another challenge. But I never gave up. Don't get me wrong, I took a few moments where I was like sat back and like, right, I need to rethink things here, which is good. I think it's important just to audit where you are and just reassess things just to change the perspective because you might have missed something because you were so narrow focused on that one achievement. And it was, it was the hard work and the determination and actually the, the idea not to give up, even if I had to work around certain things or choose slightly different directions or paths, the mission was still the same. So knowing that end goal is something I'm excited to work towards was enough drive for me to put in the graft. And often the biggest shift I find, especially with clients that I work with quite intensively on one-to-one where I get to go deeper into their lives, their goal and their dream and what they're wanting to work on is so big and they're trying to fix all these different things and that jump is so big. The building blocks and the foundations have not been laid well enough for them to find that consistency but also just keep, keep moving forwards. So what I always say, just to answer the question there, is what's the first step? What's the first move? What's the biggest obstacle you face right now? What's holding you back? What's stopping you from making that next step? What's the priority here? And to give you an example of that, if you're not taking care of your health, now, how are you breathing today? Can you just be mindful of your breath? Can today be the day where you start to eat better, to like to fuel your body a bit better so you're fitter and you're stronger? You know, maybe going out in nature, taking some time out just to find some space. Maybe you start to write things down that come up so you can start to build the roadmap of this journey rather than trying to figure it all out and find all these pieces of the puzzle to make it work. Maybe today you just come up with the clear vision of what this week is going to involve and make sure you smash that. What you need to change in your lifestyle that you know is not really serving your mission. And then you get people to be honest with themselves. It's actually, honestly, it's not that scary. And it, it's quite powerful to recognize that, oh, I have been making some steps in the right direction. Yeah. I am still moving forwards, even though I hit that roadblock 
or that 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 path didn't end where I thought it would. That's okay. Look at all the things I've learned in that process. Yeah. Be constructive with it. Don't let it derail you. Let it empower you. Let it be part of the journey and the story you'll eventually tell. You know that you'll never really stop. Stop. The journey never ends. It's just as long as you're always looking to you know work towards something that excites you, that gives you purpose. Then you're unstoppable. You're driven by your own fire. No expectations of anyone else. It's just the search to want to see where you can improve and learn along the way and embrace that adventure and then put in the work that it's required. Otherwise, you just wait for someone else to do it for you and that's not going to happen. No, I think uh, one, quote, one quote comes to mind by German philosopher called Nietzsche. He or she who has a why can bear with almost anyhow. So when that roadblock gets in the way, you just have to navigate. It's like being in a car and you get a sat nav and, the sat- and you take the wrong turn or whatever. You have to get back on the road somehow and get to the route at the end. It's the exact same thing. There will be roadblocks, there will be bumps. And as you said, I don't think the journey ever ends. You're kind of constantly kind of going around, but the, the the next step of it or the next step on that ladder or rung, rung on that ladder will be it. You talk about, like, I've spoken about a little bit like habits and stuff, why small changes in the daily habits can have a massive impact on the rest of your life. Have you have you seen yourself how you've changed your ideology behind habits and stuff? Because there's amazing books like Atomic Habits and stuff and, and other books on habits. Have you have you changed your approach to your habits in uh, since you started writing the book from potentially where you were uh, like four or five years ago? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yes, very easy. Yes, a hundred percent. I don't even recognize the person. I mean, I know him. Yeah, yeah. I know him. But in the last 10 years, even five years, the, the shift in my habits and behavior and mindset is crazy. Do you think it's age as well? I like to think I'm getting wiser as I get older, but not everyone learns from mistakes. No. Not everyone shakes off their past self. You know, you can see it as fuel, you can see it as an adventure and see the old you or the younger version of you or the inexperienced, less wise version of yourself, but it's still part of your journey. It was a chapter. Yeah. But now everyone morphs into this new person that they want to be, that they're proud of. I'm very proud of who I am now because I've, and that sounds a bit almost like, is that vain? I don't know, but it's more like, I'm so grateful for all of those lessons. And I'm so grateful that I didn't give up. And I'm so grateful that I had all those incredible experiences with people and teachings and practices and connections that have allowed me to come to this place. But, you know, I think the element that I'm proud about is the fact that I didn't give up. And I also knew there was always something else I could be doing a bit better. And I wasn't going to let that be my story. And I wasn't going to let that thing stop me. And I chose to keep going and I chose to keep learning. So I start to have to change my habits and often habits change because I realized how self-destructive it was to stay in that space and have those less healthy habits. So going back to that, you know, self-awareness thing, if you can't, audit your life and check in on yourself and have a word with yourself and be honest with yourself that this is not good for you. And you decide, actually, I'm quite happy here or 
this is just the way I am. When you accept it, then accept that was your decision, no one else's. We're not being controlled by anybody else. If we want to create any change, if we want anything to be different, we have to do it. We have to do something about it. It's on us. If you're an adult, you make your own decisions. Even if you have really controlling relationships and really hard situations, if you just accept that's the way your life's going to be and you accept this routine, this, ha- this, uh, this ritual that you have or these, this environment that you keep yourself in is just the way it is, then accept that's your choice. There's always something we can change or shift or adjust, especially our mindset, to take more of a positive path and to change those habits. As little as the shifts might be, it's a shift in the direction that's probably going to start to rebuild a new you. You just have to believe that it's on you and be excited about that responsibility. Because that, for me, was the the catalyst to go, I'm not going to be that person anymore. I know deep down I can be better. I know deep down this isn't my identity. This is just what's become from my choices up until that moment. And just to give reference to like what I'm talking about here, drugs, alcohol, very lost, just no idea what I would do in my life, thought it was the reality, and I thought that was the way I was going to be. And then lots of wake-ups, a deeper knowing that this isn't me. And I was resisting for quite a while. Then other people, good people came and went, hey, this isn't you. You're wasted in here. This isn't, you know, you, you can do so much more of your life. You can achieve so much more with your time. Don't let this be your story. And it's in those moments you have a choice, just like people listen to this now. You have a choice wherever you are to stay where you are or create a change. Yeah. Your choice. I love that part about yeah. the story because I think what sometimes, from my own experience, is like a victim mentality of like poor me. And I know from talking to people afterwards, it's like, well, why not me? Why not let me learn these lessons so I can help others? And that was the biggest shift for me as well. I was like, well, why not me? Why why not me getting sick and nearly doing something very stupid? Why not me allowing me to be the better, best version of myself too so that I can help other people go down and look after themselves mentally and physically? And I don't think without that, that I would be doing right now, I wouldn't be having the, the amazing chat with yourself today. Richie, I cannot thank you enough. This felt like a cup of coffee. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> actually, I haven't got a coffee, actually. It's a bit, <laughs> a bit late for me. I, I cut off coffee early in the morning. But um, um, again, I just think when you have these conversations, the reason I wanted to have this chat as well is because I think there are so many people still out there very lost because they haven't had the role model, model that yeah. others have or they've they've took a few knocks and they're just not wanting to look. They're not wanting to listen. Maybe they need uh, that little lift. They need, need someone to just pick them up, which is fine. Have that vulnerability and that humble approach to know that you're not always going to be firing in all cylinders and you haven't got to have it all figured out. So like when you have these conversations, any one of your podcasts, any one of your guests, you know, there's going to be someone out there that's going to go, God, that girl, that guy, they've been on the same journey as me or just at that moment when I was feeling really flat and that negative energy was just so overwhelming. There was no light, you know, 
available to me. There was nothing positive I could think about. One person, one conversation, what you're doing, you know, what you're here to do, you know, whether this is your life mission or not, it's just another way for you to communicate and to be a resource of positive energy to someone else. And it just might be that shift that someone needs to go, right, this is it. I'm snapping out of this. I'm getting up. What can I do? What's the next step? And then on you go. It's not to say that you're not going to get caught out again because negativity can just completely, you know, swap you across the face. And, um, but what you should always remember when, if it does happen again, is that, ah, I've been here before and be okay with it. I think that's always important to mention. It's not just like, I'm going to figure it all out. (laughs) I've had a chat with Richie, talk to (laughs) Shane, you know, it's like, yeah, I'm on it now. I've got it all figured out. I've got the route planner. I know what I'm going to do now. And then something catches you off guard and you're like, oh shit, I've lost my way again. Or I'm back in that pit of misery that I hate being in. Oh yeah, I've been here before. And I got out of it before. Yeah. This time will pass. Oh yeah, I remember what I did now to pull myself back out of it. And then those tools and that, you know, that reaction or that response rather than the overreaction is the building block. And let that be the foundations that you will never ever be that past person that you were because you're stronger now, because you've been through it already. And I think that's important to mention as part of anyone's story. It's like wherever you are, think about all the stuff you've been through already. If you slip back into it, again, that's your responsibility. Take ownership of that, but then know you can also change that story. But what is it that's actually going to help you find that North Star towards a better place? Get super clear with that. What do you want for yourself? You know, so, you know, one of the things I always like to say in podcasts is like, you know, I I can't speak to everybody. Not everyone's going to resonate with my story. I get it. But if you're a human being out there that wants to live and have a happy, healthy rest of your life, whatever your mission, relationships, health, well-being, business, work on yourself as the priority. Heal yourself. Build yourself. Recreate yourself. And then the rest of it will start to become clear because you'll, you'll be dialed into those things that really lift your vibration higher so you attract more of that good stuff in. Don't do anything for anybody else. Work on you. Repair you, build you, and attract more of the things that you want in your life because you're doing the work. Be excited about that. You know, so hopefully everybody that you know comes across this, it's like, oh, actually, do you know what? I haven't really addressed this for a while. Yeah. You just sit down, you're gonna write these things down, you're gonna send a message to Shane, you're gonna send a message to Richie. I'm going to ask that question. I'm going to reach out. And you, I know, as you know, as someone who's out to help, would love to help someone if they yeah. reached out. And I, I think it's that. important to make yourself available for that, you know, for anybody. Because you never know when that person might need that extra person and that extra push or that hug or that high five to know that. So, okay, keep going. Yeah. You know, Big so time. good on you, mate, for doing what you do. Big respect. Thank you, my man. And like, I think what you said there is kind of like, it's important for you to be able to offer the world your best and not trying to keep pouring from an empty cup. 
and a lot of people are, are, are doing that because it's that go 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 the hustle 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 thing and it comes back to the first question was it's okay to be still it's okay to come back to that and if something hasn't gone right go back to the stillness and you find the direction you went that worked for you the first time richie yeah. i cannot thank you enough for giving up so much of your time where can people find out about yourself? Where can people find out about Lift Your Vibe, the book that's coming out? I know there's something else coming up as well for you as well. <laughs> yes. You're never going to be bored keeping an eye on what <laughs> I'm up to right now. It will keep you guessing. But the, the book has been the biggest uh, adventure of the last two years. Uh, Lift Your Vibe is going to be available, uh, depending on, I think this is, might already be out by the time it's released. Yeah, it's, uh, it was out 20, yeah. but if you head to my website, the sort of breakdown of most of the stuff I'm up to there is on um, www.thestrengthtemple.co.uk or just type in Lift Your Vibe by Richie Norton and it, you'll be able to find it online. Pre-order it, order it. Um, but also Instagram's where I'm probably most active day-to-day with more live content, which is just Richie Norton underscore um, so yeah, and, and again, just just passing it on. If I can be a positive energy or a resource for anybody, you can always reach out to me, and I'll do my best to respond. No doubt, guys. If you if you check out Richie's page, like he has meditations, he has yoga and stuff on it as well. If you want to kind of start your day right, start it with Richie. That's what I would say. <laughs> appreciate uh, it, mate. Thank you, Richie. Thank you so much for coming on. I really really appreciate your time. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. I really hope you guys enjoyed that episode. It was truly humbling to have that sit down with Richie because I know he's a very busy person with the launch of the new book but it was a true insight to how far that man has come and it was uh, really humbling to have a, such an honest and open chat so guys if you've enjoyed the episode at all please do tag us up on your story leave a review up on iTunes and don't forget to actually press download when you are listening to the podcast on your various um, tools or wherever you listen to your podcasts because they're the only stats that when you click download that's when the stats are impacted and that's what we can see and the more the more um downloads and stuff that we get on the podcast the more guests i can get on the most incredible guests you guys are the ones that are creating this you guys are the ones that are actually allowing me to be able to get the guests on like right one episode episode 187 now which is mind-boggling from how far it's actually come so guys i hope you enjoy the episode richie please do tag us up on your story hope you guys have found it as insightful as i did